Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless and exalt your name. We give you praise, glory, and adoration. Even our Lord, we come before you for instruction, for revelation of your mind, your will, and your intent. We come to receive the word from you that will cause your life, your mind to be revealed to us and that it should be effectual in that which you are going to be doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. All right, so what is, just look into something this morning and uh, we're calling this access by faith. Access by faith. Our major test is going to be Romans chapter 5, 1 and 2. Access by faith. Verse 1 said, Therefore, being justified by faith, we are peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing you have to understand is you have peace with God. God is not angry with you. You don't have any problem with God. You are a child of God. Amen. The faith by which you come to that is you realizing it that you are a child of God. He's not angry with you. He's not mad at you. You have peace with God. And that is true the sacrifice of Jesus. You have peace with God now. Understand that. Hallelujah. Verse 2. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. But we have this access by this faith into this grace, the grace of the Father that God has forgiven us our sins as called to himself. So we have that peace now, to assess that peace, to enter into that union or relationship with God, you walk by faith. Then you come into it. And the Bible says, you now, when you come to that, you're going to be rejoicing in hope of the glory of God, the dogs of God. But this you can only assess by faith. Amen? Now watch this. If you have your money in the bank and you want to assess your bank account by implication you want to withdraw some money you sign a checkbook. Is that okay? Your checkbook is your access to your bank account. Praise God. Uh, today you're using your normal, well, phone, Android, or whatever, and then use your app 
Your password is your access to your bank account. So, that thing that enables you to assess what belonging to you is what you call faith. Amen? Now, it means so much can be made available, but you may not be able to assess it because you lack the understanding of the fact that you have those things there, even if you come to know it, but if you don't have the faith to withdraw, you won't be able to have it. It could be there, similar, you can have all the money in the bank if you don't have your bank account, I mean, your, your checkbook let, or your password, even if the money is there, you can assess your money. You want to make use of the money, you can assess it. Why? Because maybe you forgot your password, Maybe you don't have your checkbook on with you. So that enables you to draw from the treasury of God is your faith. Amen? You see, we do know that we are in the kingdom. And we've got to understand that when you talk about the kingdom, it's completely different from a president. Of a country. A kingdom is referred to as Lord. I mean, the king is referred to as Lord. And we refer to Jesus as Lord. The earth and the fullness thereof belongs to the Lord. They don't belong to a president. A president, you vote into power. But for a king, you are born into authority. I don't even get in that. You can vote out a president, but you can't vote out a king. Kingship is a right. And he has a realm that he rules over. And everything around that realm belongs to him. So the earth and the Lord, I mean, and, and the fullness thereof belongs to, to God. Who is the Lord? Of all. He possesses everything. The goal is mine, is evil is mine. Now, you are an heir, as far as or a prince or a princess, in this kingdom. What you need, therefore, to have access to that which belongs to your father, who is the king, is faith. Are you getting what I'm saying here? You don't for his, now the king possesses so much. That is why he discovered that. When Jesus was born, was born as a king. He was not born to be a president. And people don't visit the king with empty hands. So in coming to Jesus, because born a king, they came with priestess. And that is why you discover that Queen of Sheba came to Solomon with president. You don't go to the president or the king with empty hands. So all things belongs to the king is what I'm trying to emphasize. Now if you are born into the family of kingship which is priests and kings, I mean princess and prince as the case may be, you need faith to assess what belongs to your king with King Jesus. And I'm saying everything in creation belongs to King Jesus. Amen somebody. Are you following what I'm saying here? So you being in the household of faith, 
You've been born into this kingdom. You should be able to have what it takes to assess what belongs to you. So what you need to assess what belongs to you is what? Faith. Praise the living God. And he said when you rejoice, I mean when you take this, you'll be able to stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The glory of God, the dogs of God. They are the things you already possess. When we talk about a man's glory, we're talking about his works. Amen. The children of Levi said, you have gotten your glory through our father's words. Speaking to Jacob. The glory of a man is a substance that he possesses. The only time in particular. The glory of God is Christ and nothing was made that is not made except through him. Now, if you look at John chapter 2, when he turned water to wine, the Bible said that was the beginning of the manifestation of his glory. Meaning, you having come to this kingdom and having access to this realm of grace, the Bible is telling us, we now stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now this is it. We have hope to access what belongs to God. And we can become part of that which God has ordained by implication. You come into the place of being as well the glory of God. Just like Jesus himself was the glory of God. But you need faith to be able to approach this. Hallelujah. And it's called asset by what? By faith. The word asset actually means prosagogy. That is in, in, the, in the Greek. And it means to lead forward. That is to transfer. To conduct near. To approach. It means to draw. And that's what I was saying. You draw money from your bank. Access by faith. It means to lift forward, to move forward, to conduct forward. That is to say, when we talk about access by faith, it's something that projects you and drove you and pushes you forward to be able to receive what belongs to you. Access by faith. Praise God. Are you still there with me? And so, one thing I want to make you see here is because you are a child of God there is something, remember he said we have peace with God. One of the things that this understanding brings to your mind is fear is taken out of your life. Is that okay? You don't serve God with fear. Now the opposite of faith can be said to mean fear. Where you don't have faith, fear runs rampant in your life. Okay, look with me. Luke chapter 1, verse 69. Now, Herod Zachariah is speaking about Jesus. And he said, And I raise up on horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And, I mean, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophet, which have been since the world began. That we should be saved from our enemies. We are peace with God. And from the hand of all that hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers. 
and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham that he will grant unto us that we have been delivered out of the hand of our enemies might save him without fear. So, Zachary is saying, one of the major things that Jesus came to do is to give you faith. Then fear leaves. Where faith comes in, fear disappears. Where there is no faith, fear comes in. By implication, you can't be serving God and still be entertaining fear of somebody about to kill you, of how sickness is about to kill you, or how poverty is going to ruin your life. You can't be serving God and having those fears at the same time. It simply means you lack faith. Praise the living God. The coming of Christ, you accepting him, is one thing that delivers you from the spirit of fear. And he said that we may serve him without fear. So if every day your thinking is, sooner than later I'm going to die, this sickness is going to kill me, oh, the country is so hard, I'm not seeing anything there. Remember, he said when you assess faith through this grace, we're talking about you have hope. Faith enables you to have hope for that which you are expecting to happen to you. So when you start thinking all the time, things are not going to be good because things are not good in the country, as the case may be, you're living in fear and not faith. Praise the living God. Are you still here? Listen to me. I'm going to make you see something there. That, that will cause you to understand part of what I'm saying. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. Proverbs 29, verse 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare. But whosoever put his trust in the Lord shall be saved. To put trust in the Lord means you have faith. But if fear you entertain will bring you into a place of you'll be trapped by your own fear. So one of the things that kills us is our own fear, our own thinking, our own opinion about all that is going on. Our evaluation of the circumstance that we find ourselves. That's what is killing us. The fear of man bringeth what a snare. You'll be trapped by your own fear. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And as a child of God, when you assess this faith, the hope, the glory of God, fear will never be a trap to you. So the first thing I want to assure you this morning is you are in good hands with God. He said, I put that his trust in the law shall be saved. Let's read it from the message translation. One of my favorite translations, you know. Message. The fear of human opinion disables. Mm-mm. That means you are disabled. You become incompetent. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
It means even the grace in, the, in, in your life which was supposed to be working is disabled. Because of fear, because of the opinion. That means the way you think about your life, if it is positive, you have hope, you expand, you progress, you assess through faith. You move forward, you draw through faith. But if your opinion is on the negative side, you disable everything that causes it to move forward. So stagnation in life is a direct function of your thinking. It traps you. Hallelujah. Are you with me? The fear of human opinion disables. Now, it doesn't end in your own opinion. It has also to do with the opinions of men. What man thinks per time in a society forms a framework. It creates, help me Jesus, it creates an atmosphere that you who have come into the atmosphere will begin to partake of what has been created. So if all of us in this kind of thinking of death all the time, the spirit of death begins to prevail because we are projecting that into the atmosphere. Whoever comes from that atmosphere picks up what we are projecting. The opinions of men. Praise God. I mentioned this before. I said some time ago in this place, what you call principalities in terms of demon are actually the thought patterns of people. Is that okay? This is why I illustrated to you with Calabar people. When the killing of twins was going on, it was a common belief that twins were demons. So if you give back to twins, they throw the children into the evil forest. Now, it was a prevailing culture. So the killing of twins was a prevailing culture because every one of them believed that twins were demons. Until Mary's letter came and said no. And began to explain why twins are born. Now, for some people, it wasn't their thinking now. It was a common opinion in the society. I don't know if you're getting what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the society was thinking in that pattern. So when you are born into the society, you grow up as a woman, and then you give birth to a baby, your thinking is, the society says, this is a demon, therefore I've given birth to demons. So the opinions of people will disable you. Meaning, what people fear should not be your fear. Are you still following what I'm talking about? Once you walk in that dimension, you lose your faith. That people are not progressing doesn't mean you can't progress. I'll make you see it later. Faith is personal. You must pull yourself out from a common faith that people are operating in. Because it could be negative or positive. The opinions of men could either be positive or negative. You must pull yourself out of a negative opinion of what is going on, either in your family, either in your country. And when you start doing that, your faith is rising. The only way you can pull yourself out is to have the right faith, positive faith. 
Are you still with me? Praise God. Am I making sense to you? I needed to capture something here because very important. We have all we can have or can get through faith. Access by faith. But the fear of human opinion can disable your life. If you got a vehicle moving on the road, it's possible that maybe either a plug or just a simple electrical fault can disable the whole engine. Am I correct? The car can literally pack up but because of a minor, very small part of the engine, which could probably be the plug or some wires not properly connected. The car can literally stop on the road. You disable the engine by just not connecting the cables rightly. And this was happening to every one of us. We are unable to connect the cables of our life, which is faith, rightly, to be able to move forward and possess what belongs to us. We disable the access, the opinions of men. It's a dangerous thing. Hallelujah. You see, when I got into the faith, when the Lord picked me up, I came back and I was speaking to people that I'm not a believer. And there was somebody very close to me and he said, you too? Ah, I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, no. Even if other people will believe, I can't believe that you are a Christian. And it didn't sunk into me. I was, you know, I was, I was new in the faith, so I was thinking, there are certain things you must do to truly be seen as what? A Christian. So I was weighed down. That night, the Lord spoke to me from Isaiah chapter 6. And he said, today, this tongue, I mean, this tongue has taught your lips. Are your sins forgiven? Are your iniquities purged? I got up into a revelation and I shouted, praise the Lord. The opinion of man was destroyed by me receiving that word. That God had made himself right with me. My faith came up. And I literally went to the person and said, well, if you don't believe, it makes no difference. God believe. I don't know if following that. The opinion of man will disable your life. That even that which you are supposed to be possessing, you miss it because you're thinking about the way people think about that thing. Praise the living God. And that is why you can't listen to everybody. That is why you must be focused on the word of God. Because men will not be able to tell you what can trigger your fate or move you forward. They are only thinking of, I mean, check what is going on every now and then. What do people say? Nigeria is bad. And what is happening? You see a lot of people traveling to 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 Tripoli so that they can be able to cross Europe and they die in the sea. I don't think getting that. Many of them dying on the way. Some go over there, manage to cross over there. They become laborers. Serving in France. I remember when I went to Italy and they were telling me how they make them to harvest to harvest tomatoes. Right? During the winter they will dress up quiet or enter to man with coal. They'll be harvesting and they pain and peanuts. The fear of poverty 
that drove them from this country, made them slaves in Europe. The opinions of men. I don't forget in that. They'll be shivering during the winter. They don't ask them to sow, go harvest. And they pay them peanuts. And by the time they pay you the peanuts, the government take their taxes. So virtually you earn nothing. Why did you travel out? The fear and opinion of men. The country is bad. No money. Praise the living God. Are you still here? I'm talking about access by faith. That we may possess what belongs to us. I see you as rich people. I see you as wealthy people. I see you as prosperous people. Because the Lord God owns all things. The fullness thereof of the earth belongs to the Lord. And you are a prince. You belong to the Lord. Therefore, you are bound to succeed, to prosper. And be in health, even as your soul prosperate. So if you are thinking of debt, sorry, my world is disabling that thought right now. This one is a good opinion. This good opinion is disabling your thought of debt. I don't forget this. Praise God. The opinion of men is very vital. You think about that and you be careful. How glory. Take it from the NLT. And I tell you, fearing people is a dangerous trap. But trusting the Lord means safety. Fearing people is a dangerous trap. What would they say? Because of what I want to do. I don't forget that. What about this thing I want to do? What are they going to say? Now I'm not saying, yes, you ought to be able to conduct yourself in such a manner that people will be able to see Christ in you. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you have some light, if you have something. I was about taking some major decisions on time in my life. And I was thinking, what are people going to say about this decision? And the Lord gave me scriptures. The Lord started speaking to me. From scriptures. Using people that I don't even know to talk to me. Because of that decision that I wanted to make. Hallelujah. Why would God come start talking to me? Because... I was having the fear of people's opinion. What are they going to say about the decision? Do you understand that? So, the fearing people, fearing people are a dangerous trap. You trap yourself. I mean, as the case may be, you need to put your trust in God and begin to follow what God says. Hallelujah. Let me show you an example. Genesis 12. Genesis 12, verse number 11. Let's just read that. 11 and 13. 11, 12, 13. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, this Abraham, that he said unto Sarah his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Sarah must have been a very beautiful baby. Huh? Okay. What's the next thing? Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see you, that they shall say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, 
but it will save their life. What's the next thing? Say, I mean, so say, I pray thee that thou art my sister, that he may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. The only reason, though it is a fact that it was a sister, to not a mother's daughter, it was a father's daughter, I could find them in Genesis 20. He says, Play. At that time, you can marry from within the same family, got polygamous, as long as it's not from your mother. If it's from your father, another woman, you can marry her. It was on then. And that's how Abraham had to marry Sarah. The same father, I mean, but not the same mother. That is, Sarah came from another woman, he came from another woman. Is that okay? Right. Now, he is saying all of this because of the fear of people. Did you get that? So you see, this thing is just there. And it's affecting every one of us. What will people say? What are they thinking about the situation? What about, what about if I begin to succeed? What will people say? Now I'm getting some money. What are people saying? You keep on thinking about what people say. You don't ever think about what God says about your situation. So you see, Abraham was trapped because of the opinion of men. When they see you, they are going to say you are my wife and they will kill me. Fear came into Abraham. How was he going to sow that kind of seed into his life when God has called him? When God has said, I'm going to prosper you. I mean, why will he be thinking that way? No wonder he went further and said, Abraham... Walk with me and be thou perfect. Your thinking is not right most times. Are you there with me? The fear of what people will do to you. The fear of how they will refer to you as a Christian. is an issue that traps you and makes you not to have the benefit of your Christian faith. The fear of people. If you are taking major decisions and you consulted with God, no matter what man says, stay on there. Your trust in God will guarantee you not only the victory, but finally will make them see this might be the right decision. Don't allow the fear of man to trap you as it was with Abraham. Twice this thing happened to him. I mean, if you remember, the other one is King Abimelech. Right. Two times he was trapped by this fear. They'll kill me because you're beautiful. See, you're my wife. I mean, you're my sister. You deny your wife, as it were, because of the fear of men. So, your safety is coming from your opinion. That's your thinking. But you see, God was there. That when the whole thing happened, what happened? If you read down this story, the Bible says he plagued Pharaoh and his household. And he made Pharaoh to understand this man is saying it is sister. Well, fine, it could be, but this is a fact. It's the man's wife. Praise the living God. Are we together? The fear of men is a big trap. The opinion of people is a big trap. So, Romans 5 2 again. By whom also we have ourselves by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope. Of the glory of God. The word access. Through him we have access or entrance. Remember, I mean by faith. Into this grace. We have access. 
into the grace that God had made available through faith. By implication, Jesus had made certain grace, I mean grace available, and we can only access that grace through what? Faith. By implication, we're talking about the, the faith in the finished work of who? Of Jesus. Praise the living God. And that grace speaks of the state of God's favor. Help me now. The state of God's favor. We come to the place where we have to understand that I am beloved of the Lord. And I like the word David, the beloved of the Lord. You have to believe that. Hallelujah. I mean, you, you see what happened? Let me show you this with you. Have you wondered who said in the Bible, David is a man after God's heart? Who said that? It was David who said that by himself. <laughs> he saw beyond the opinions of men. Even after the issue with Uriah's wife. But David is a man after God's own heart. That comes by revelation. He knew his relationship with God. Are you done with me? Who said in the Bible, Moses is the meekest man on the face of the earth? Who said that? It was Moses himself. <laughs> Praise God. It wasn't anybody. You know, now, there are several of them. I mean, Moses was that. No, that guy, he has a haughty spirit. He has all of that. No, there are so many things. Remember, he broke the tablets. Huh? He was the first one to broke the law. He broke the law. The one he wrote, he broke it himself. Out of anger, he struck the rock to get water for the people. So we can say David had a very haughty spirit. I mean, Moses had a very haughty spirit. But here is the same man saying, Moses is the makest man on the face of the earth. He has his assessment in relation to to God. He saw himself the way God sees him, not the opinions of man. Are you with me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? I need you to come to that place of understanding. You see, you come to that place where we are favored by God and you have to believe that I'm favored by God. No matter your circumstance, no matter the situation, you've got to stand to that and say, I am favored by God. And favor will begin to come to you. They will come. Praise God. I was speaking on the dining table with my wife and I made a statement. Hey, I'm about to be back on a journey and I don't seem to have anything in my hand. And he said, have you ever had anything in your hand while you're traveling? <laughs> Praise God. And I began to know, okay, that's true. I am favored by the Lord. And as I move, I see things happen. Amen? I don't pay my flight myself. I don't pay my ticket. I don't. All of those things, people put them in place. I am favored by God. So my assessment should not be what I should have been able to do. My assessment by faith should be what God have done. The grace that they have made available. Are you still following me? Praise the living God. So here, we must stand firm on this grace. We must stand firm by having that faith to assess what God is giving to us. Knowing that we are highly favored by the Lord. Oh, glory to God. And one of my good friends passed into glory and he said, you are highly flavored by the Lord. Is that okay? You are not just flavored, but you are all flavored. You know what it means to flavor something? You add taste to it. 
Praise God. Huh? Some of you, you flavor your soup with McGee sauce and all of that. Highly flavored. So, every one of you is highly flavored of the Lord. Praise God. Are you following me? And you have to understand that. I'm a flavored person. A glory. <laughs> so, God, I added some things to my life. I added some beauty, some glory to my life. So, wherever I go, I exude that glory, that presence, that love of God flowing out of me. I'm, I'm mean, attracting what belongs to me because I'm highly flavored of the Lord. Praise God. That is faith. Amen. So, he said, let's rejoice and be excited on our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. We should be excited. We should be happy because we are highly, highly favored and flavored of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, he said, by faith or true. What I mean is, true at dividing a surface into two by an intersecting line. No. So it was this. They went through the Red Sea. So you can say by faith. Through the Red Sea. The children of Israel crossed the Red Sea by faith. We know that, isn't it? But remember, when the Egyptians went in, what happened? They were drowned. They don't have faith. Children of Israel have faith. Egyptians have no faith. So where faith walked through, unbelief can walk through it. Oh, somebody didn't forget that. Praise the living God. Faith takes you through the dry land. I mean, through, through the Red Sea. Every obstruction, every obstacle in your life, you can pass through it through what? Faith. And one thing that is important for you to understand, Canaan was on the other side. The Red Sea was stopping them. They need to get to Canaan, which is their promised land, which is what God has given to them. That is to say, you can have obstruction on your way to the promises of God. But what happened? Through faith. You break through it and possess what belongs to you. And one of the reasons you don't have enough faith to do what you're supposed to do is because you have not seen the promises of God and the glory of God and the hope of God that they set before you. If you can assess that, that's why you see the Bible says, by reason of the hope that was set before him, Hebrews chapter 12, right? Jesus did what? Enjoyed the cross. He saw a glory on the other side. He had the hope on the other side. Fear is not going to stop him. The fear of death is not going to stop him. He embraced the cross because he saw a greater glory on the other side. He parted the red sea of fear and doubt and unbelief and went through. That's what it means to go by faith. Hallelujah. Are you there? So, all of this include the idea of proceeding from or passing from one realm to another. I'm talking about the word by, by. Through dividing a surface that looks an obstruction. And passing from one realm of life to another realm of life. You are moving from poverty to riches. You are moving from death to being free or being indebted. You can come to that. And God is saying, I want to do this in your life. Your debt are going to be cancelled. You move from poverty to riches. God is set a glory before you. And you can only assess it by what? By faith. Are you see here? Meaning, now let me let me go down. So that, <laughs> let me read this word for you. Romans 14, verse 22. Got about 10 minutes more. 14, 22, Romans 14, 22. 
Have thy faith. Have it to thyself before God. Can I hear an amen? Meaning faith is personal. Faith is personal. That tells you that what works for me because of faith can't work for you when you don't have your own faith. You remember what you read in Mark 5, 34? Your faith has made you whole, Jesus said. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself. I mean, faith is personal. It's your level of assessment of Christ, your level of relationship with Christ, that's what determines your faith. It's personal. Because when he says some of the things I'm saying, he says, Pastor, but how is that possible? Pastor, how are we going to do that? Pastor, how do you think this is possible? You're questioning that because you don't, I mean, you should be questioning your personal relationship with God. You have nothing to do with what I said right now because everything I said God intends to do, He's going to do it. It's a promise. Are you with me? But your relationship is what matters. So you find out faith is personal. My faith can't work for you. You got to have your own faith to work for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Have your faith before God. Okay. Take this from the message translation. I just want to take this. Message translation. Verse 14. I mean, yeah, verse 22. Cultivate your own relationship with who? With God. Cultivate it. (laughs) Amen. But don't impose it on others. Glory to God. Cultivate your personal relationship with God. I can't impose my faith on you. You got to have your faith for the things you're looking for, for the things you believe in God for. That's why what works for me cannot work for you. Because of, of relationship with God. Are you listening to this? And this is very important. That you try as much as possible to cultivate your personal relationship with who? With God. Cultivate your own relationship with God, but don't impose it on others. You are fortunate if you behave and your behave, I mean your belief are what coherent. Have faith in God. Have your personal relationship with God. Cultivate that relationship that man cannot break. That, that you see, when you have this personal relationship with God, people's opinion can destroy your faith because you have communication with God Himself. Praise the living God. Are we still here? All right. If you look at Ephesians, let me see. I begin to round up. Ephesians three verse twelve. I want to see, I want to make you see how you start cultivating this personal relationship with God. Hallelujah. He says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. In developing your personal relationship with God, you are drawing from the faith of who? Of Jesus Christ. So, do you know him? <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, in Acts 26 verse 17, when he was speaking to Paul, he said, 
delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may have forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. The faith that is in me. So this faith that I'm talking about is the faith of Jesus Christ that you possess. Are you getting that? That he may have inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. He is calling forth and saying, whoever you are, if you have my faith, you can have your inheritance. You can possess what belongs to you for having my kind of faith. And this faith he has impacted unto us as well. Just like you have righteousness impacted unto you, even so, his faith has been impacted unto your life. You got to stand on this faith. Hallelujah. Look at what Paul will say. Galatians 2 verse 20. Very interesting for me. Hallelujah. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. Hallelujah. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by the faith of the Son of God. This is the faith you are asked to assess that can open doors for you. It's not about you. It's about him. Praise the living God. Come on. Is anybody following what I'm saying? God intends you to live out your life based on his faith. The faith of the Son of God. We assess this faith by the grace that has made available. We are talking about living this life right now in this flesh. Not when you die. This is not just the faith to be a Christian alone. This is not the faith to be anything else. The faith to possess what belongs to you is in Christ. And it's already on your inside. The doors are open. I said the doors are open. You can walk through it because of Jesus. The doors are open. You can possess what belongs to you because of Jesus. The faith of the Son of God who died, I gave himself for me. The life I live right now, I live by the very faith of the Son of God who lives his life through me. It's not about you, it's about him. That's why you cultivate your personal relationship with him. Are you following? This is Paul with all the power, the, the glory, the giftings that he had. But what did he say? <laughs> I am crucified with Christ, never let us yet not die, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, not when I die, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, oh glory. And gave himself for me. He personalized the faith. He did not say the faith of the people. Or the faith of all our believers. My faith. The faith that I have right now. 
He was talking about himself. That is why I'm saying the faith is personal. How to do with your relationship with you, with God. Praise the Lord. So by this faith in him, we declare that we have boldness, we have courage, we have confidence, we have access, oh glory, all reserved to God with freedom and without fear. Don't have any fear of anything. Why? He lives in us. Hebrew 4, 16 will tell you that. Let us therefore come boldly, glory to God, unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help where? In times of need. Praise the living God. I say praise the living God. Are you see here? Amen. Romans 10. Verse number 6. Romans 10 verse number 6. Give me the message translation. But trusting God. To have the right living in us is a different story. No precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah. No danger of descent into hell to rescue the Messiah. So what exactly was Moses saying? Talking about faith now. The world that saves is right here. As near as a tongue in your mouth. As close as a heart in your chest. Is the world of faith that we welcome girls to God, walk and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching. Hallelujah. What am I saying? You, you are righteous because he said you are righteous. It's not what you do. How am I going to have faith? He lives in us. What do I do with the faith in me? I speak out what I want. Hallelujah. So the faith we're talking about is not far away. And that's why Paul was saying, the life I live right now, I live by the faith of him. Who died and gave himself for me? Who loved me and gave himself for me? I know he lives in me. So I am speaking because he lives in me. We believe, therefore what? We speak. Glory to God. And so he's saying here, all you need to do is to have this understanding. And what's the next thing you do with it? You speak it out. You confess it. You declare it. Glory to God. You stay by what you believe and what you want. And then you get it. Why? He lives on your inside. As you speak, you speak by faith. We call it the world of faith. Oh glory. The world you speak should be the world of faith. Hallelujah. So now, final scripture here. Isaiah 15 verse number 1. You can take it from King James. As I feel before verse number one. Look at what he said. And I'm saying this to you. So you go back and make this confession. Isaiah 51. 54 verse number one. I'm sorry. 54 verse number one. Hallelujah. Sing, O barren. Can I hear an amen to that? That thou this not bear. Break forth into singing. And cry aloud. Thou that did not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife. See the Lord. Can I hear an amen to that? Sing. Oh, glory. Declare it. You don't have a child yet. You're looking for a child. Declare it. 
I have my children. My children are coming. It's God against seeds in the womb. God is going to cause my womb to be fatal. Declare it. Sing out of joy. It will begin to come. The world of faith. You confess what you believe. And what you sing for what God is saying. Sing, O barren. Thou that is not bare. Break forth into singing. Glory to God. And cry aloud that thou is not traveled with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, say the Lord. Glory to God. What's the next thing? I would like to show you verse 2. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Can I hear an amen? Let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations again. Spare not, lengthen thy court, and strengthen what thy stakes. Expand your business. Oh, glory. Expand your business. See what God has for you. Confess what you are saying. Expand your business. Oh, glory to God. Is anybody understanding me? This is the word of faith. And verse 4 says, verse 3 rather, For thou shalt break forth on the right and on the left, and the sea shall inherit the Gentiles, and many dollars of Satan will become what? Inhabited. You shall break forth on the left and on the right. There is a breaking forth for you. And we're going to confess it. There's a word of faith. It's in our mouth. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Verse 4. Fear not. Have faith. <laughs> Praise God. For when you fear, there is no faith. When you have faith, there is no fear. Fear not. For thou shalt not be ashamed. Hallelujah. Neither be thou confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of the youth. And shall not remember the report of the widowhood. Thou shalt not be ashamed. Glory to God. Stand up somebody. You shall not be confounded. The report of your youth shall not be remembered. Glory to the Most High God. I need you to talk to the Father this moment. God of the coming dead. Elenting your coast. Expand your business. Declare healing upon you. Declare prosperity upon your life. Begin to expand your territory. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.